0: Just Between Us hey. Just Between Us hey.
1: yeah. Hello, everybody! I'm Allison Raskin. I'm a writer, director,
2: and I'd say
1: gym rat.
2: I'm Gabby Dunn. I'm a writer, bicon, bisexual icon, host of the financial show Bad With Money, which is available now. Uh, and I... I need a new car. Did you just use our podcast to plug your other podcast? Yeah. It's That's called cross-promotion. Cross cross-promotion.
1: Just Between Us is a podcast about brutal honesty. Female friendship. And completely unsolicited advice. Nice. So you need a new car? Yeah, I need a new
2: car. Everything broke at once, which I is kind of what happens.
1: Yeah, you've had a real go of it.
2: I ha- Thank you. I have, haven't I? You have. I'm wondering – I don't even know if I want to get into this. You always do. No, I don't know. I'm wondering if I need to go to specifically a trauma therapy situation. Oh, you should. Why not? I know. I've been reading a lot about it, and I think, I think whatever's going on now isn't working. Okay. I'm reflecting a lot on my past. Uh-huh. It hasn't been good. Right. So how do you get rid – how do you get rid of it? How do you let go of it?
1: Yeah, maybe you can see someone who specializes in trauma. I know. Maybe they'll do hypnosis on you.
2: Have you ever been hypnotized?
1: No. Here's the thing. I, I think that that's what they do for people a lot to activate them as spies without them <laughs> knowing. Okay. What? Back up. What? So I would never, ever let a therapist hypnotize me without a loved one observing it. Because? because I don't know what they're going to implant in my brain.
2: Because you think it's like it's like Winter Soldier? Like Captain Absolutely. America Winter Soldier? Not every time, but enough times. So your concern would be that when someone said a specific word, you would be activated into a super spy. Correct. And that's bad?
1: No, now that you're saying it, it sounds good. But, you know, what side is, well, am I on? I could be on the wrong side. What, what's the right side? Justice. And what's the wrong side? Um, evil. Okay. Money. Okay. Um, like any sort of discrimination or oppression.
2: Got it. Well, okay, I don't think a trauma therapist is going to hypnotize <laughs> me into being a Russian spy, but I do appreciate the thoroughness of your concern. Um, I, just, I just don't know how to relax. Yeah. And I don't know how to not be obsessed with um, bad things that happened in the past. And here's my concern, my other concern. If you get hypnotized, what if I'm protecting myself from memories and then I get hypnotized and I remember stuff I don't want to remember?
1: Well, maybe then, maybe you're holding that trauma in your body, and then once you recognize that it is something that happened, you can work through it and release the tension.
2: I know, but I think I've lived a very long time protecting myself from what kind of memories. Well, if I knew, what, what are I would... the
1: what are the things that you keep thinking about?
2: Um, childhood stuff. Well, so I'm back in hmm. Um, which for new, for those new listeners, I grew up in a, a alcoholic addict home. Um, I know that that probably wasn't obvious from my personality and the way I carry myself <laughs> and everything that I've ever said and done. Um, but so I'm so I'm in Al-Anon, which is like for people who are affected by alcohol and have addicts in their lives and stuff. And I think I think that things I think I've like just whitewashed like my entire childhood, and I don't remember a lot of things. I don't remember a lot of my childhood. I know you well. You had severe mental illness. Okay. So <laughs> that, so see, like there might be. Yeah.
1: I don't know what good would come from un- unpacking all of it though.
2: I know that's the problem. But would I sleep better if I did unpack it?
1: Yeah. I wonder if the more recent traumas are what are are irritating you more though.
2: Could be. I also feel like I don't um, dive deep enough into my past. Like I think something happens and I forg- I try to forget about it immediately. Do you do that? Uh, Yeah. Right? Like, as soon as something bad happens, I'm like, let me forget about this right away.
1: Yeah, but I'm not having – like, for me, that mostly means, like, career stuff. And, like, there's no good about, like, me, like, ruminating in how nobody wants my TV show.
2: Sure. Oh, I'm talking about, like, other – like, just uh, – I don't know. Just, like, uh, other traumas, I guess. But I feel like you've been processing your breakup. You haven't just, like, forgotten about it. No, I haven't forgotten about it, but there are aspects of it that I think have really – uh, like, I think are, are cut cutting deep. Do you think it would help you to remember your childhood? No. You just are like, you know what, that's a wash?
1: I think that any, any efforts on my part to try to reconnect to the person I used to be would only be detrimental instead of focusing on who I am now and what I want to be in the future.
2: But I'm worried that I can't get there unless I, I figure out what, what's wrong. But we also
1: had very different experiences where a lot of your issues were external and mine were internal.
2: That's true. So. I think about that a lot that like you had you had like a great situation like your parents are great everything's great but like you had still had internal uh like severe problems whereas like I was maybe would have turned out if I had had your parents I would probably be president if I had your parents I'd be dead well we solved it
1: there we go <laughs> Speaking of that, we have a book coming out. We do. Uh, It is a YA novel called Please Send Help. That is a sequel to our original YA novel, I Hate Everyone But You.
2: And that one was a New York Times bestseller. So we have a lot to live up to with this one. Yeah, so please pre-order that now. It's called Please Send Help, which is accurate for everything that we're talking about right now.
1: This week we have a very exciting episode. We're going to be asking Gabby's ex-boyfriend, Josh Gondelman, some tough questions. Later, we'll also be discussing how to make friends as an adult in our topic segment. But first, hit it! International question! International question! International question! Nadia, Allland Islands slash Finland. Nadia has a pretty interesting question. Here we go.
2: I hope it's interesting.
1: Well, I picked it.
2: Yeah. So you have to pretend that it is. I love it.
1: (laughs) Hi, girls. This is Nadia from the Allland Islands slash Finland, an island between Sweden and
2: Finland.
1: Finland. My boyfriend and I were on and off for around three years, but have now realized that we're made for each other and want to work on our problems and have a future together. Okay. I'm in love and really happy, but my friends are not. They hate him. (laughs) My boyfriend and I had a really unhealthy relationship before, but it is healthy now, and my friends will not accept my decision to be with him. They say, we just want you to be happy, but have stopped asking me to hang out and barely answer my texts, and I feel left out. What should I do to make my friends understand that I can love him after, after a bad past? Should I break up with my friends?
2: Hmm. Interesting. This one blew me away. Yeah. Because
1: it is so fucking tricky. And I feel like I've been both on both sides of this Mm -hmm. uh, where, like, I'm trying to convince myself that my relationship has turned around and that, like, everyone should be supportive of it now. What kind of bad past? That's that's what's very interesting and that I wish she had explored more. Yeah. Because I think that there's just, like, you know— Toxic behavior of, like, codependency mm-hmm. and jealousy and, like, fighting and breaking up and getting back together. And then there's emotional abuse, cheating. Physical abuse. Right. Yeah. Like, so I, it's hard for me to to answer this question for this specific scenario without that information. Yeah. So on to the next segment.
2: No, <laughs> I wonder – also, like, we've been on the side where we've had to – we've decided to sort of slightly ice someone out if they continued to be with someone who was abusive in the hopes that they would leave that person because they would realize they were losing all their friends. Right. The other, and, and that was only after, let me say, that doesn't work at, 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 as a first thing. Right. That only works after you've explicitly been like, you have to leave, you have to get out of this. Like, that's not the first step. Because the, first, because I, the abuser wants them to be isolated. So, don't do that right away, but I understand the friend's side of like, we don't want to be around this guy. Mm-hmm. we can't so we can't be around you when we're when you're around this guy. Also, it's really hard to even like people that you've dated, let's say, like you're my best friend, right? People that you've Thank dated, you. you go, you go, "Oh, they did this one thing," and then you're like, "No, no, it's fine. I, that sticks in my head. I will think about every time I see that guy, I think about the one thing he did. And maybe you're over it. But for some reason for me, I'll be like, yeah, he seems nice. And then my brain will go, but remember that one time? That's
1: why I think if you're going to talk about your relationships with your friends, you need to tell you good things, too. Mm-hmm. I think, like, there's a an instinct to just share the bad things because that's the stuff you need to, like, talk through with someone. Mm-hmm. But, like, it gives people a very skewed idea of what your relationship really is like. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, you have to make a point of, like, and he also did this wonderful thing. And mm-hmm. here's a fun update of what we're doing and having a good time together and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah.
2: And I think also, like when you're in the relationship you forget easier because you're like day to day with this person you're acting loving they're Mm -hmm. hugging you they're kissing you you're having sex whatever but like (laughs) (laughs) but like as your friend i've got a in my mind when you date someone i have a tally and i'm like they better not hit this number otherwise they're fucking out
1: would you have ever stopped uh being friends with me for
2: staying with somebody it it depends on it, how toxic they were. I mean, you and I almost stopped being friends because of a guy. Yeah. So, like, it depends on how— To clarify,
1: it was Gabby's guy, not my, my guy. My
2: ex-boyfriend, yeah. So how—not the one we're going to talk to today. We didn't know <laughs> each other when I was with him. But—so, like, you know what I mean? Like, there there was a situation where I was being taken away from you. Yes. And— at a, and you were in it, in it, in it. And then at a certain point, you also gave up and were like, yeah. fuck it, fuck it. She wants to be with this guy, so fuck it. And I think that's like what is happening here. So I, I wonder if she's able to forgive easier because as the friend, I do not forgive. And I do not forget
1: well, I think that I think that it's worth having a conversation with your friends, mm-hmm. and I think that it's worth explaining your side of it and kind of saying what you said to us that like you're moving forward, you've figured out how to have a healthy relationship and and then kind of give them whatever evidence you have that it is a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. and then let the the cards fall where they may mm-hmm. and Either your argument will be convincing and your friends will understand or they'll see through your bullshit and probably need some distance because it is hard to see someone that you care about being in an unhealthy relationship.
2: And I don't know that you want friends that are enablers. Like I don't know if you want friends who will just be – who will just never say anything and be like, oh, yeah, like he seems great. Oh, yeah, I love it. Like you don't – because then you only have friends who are yes men. I have I I have been ruminating a lot on my college relationship. I've been thinking mm-hmm. about it a lot. And that was an on and off situation. And I, and uh, so on and off to me is also a red flag. Yes. Um why? <laughs> <laughs> um because i don't like this whole we can call it off oh no we're back together oh we call yeah, it off it like shows you're so quick such, to call it off
1: there's also severe instability there mm-hmm.
2: and like immaturity of like one fight we're done mm-hmm. and um and so calling it so like i've been thinking about that a lot and i had a lot of friends that were around at that time and that witnessed some stuff that was not okay and they never did anything. They remained incredibly diplomatic. And later I said, you know, why didn't you guys step in? And, and it really severely damaged my friendship with this one girl who at the time was my best friend because she was like, well, it wasn't my business and I, and I didn't want to take sides. But like, but, like, if you're witnessing – and I've talked about this before, but if you're witnessing, like, physical abuse – Like, it's not a matter of taking sides. Right. So, you might be, Nadja, you might be lucky to have friends who are that concerned about you and also not gonna just
1: like let you behave in a certain way or continue to put yourself in harm's way and like sit back and be like cool with it.
2: Oh my God, dude, if you had seen anything that he had done, anything, if you had seen one of the things, and even if I was a stranger to you, Allison, you probably would step in. Right. There were certain points where like he and I would break up and get back together, and people would just be like, fine and there and I think if I was thinking too like if I knew you then, you would have been like, absolutely the fuck not
1: but I you know it's been tough for me because I do like to say what I think and mm-hmm. I do like to I, I do err on the side of pro- protecting my friends versus overstepping mm-hmm. so I do overstep, but you do uh- <laughs>
2: No, you do, but like but like
1: I uh, for certain friends it's been made clear to me that they don't want that. Mm-hmm. And like that's that's also hard because it's like okay, so let's sit back and you know, not in abusive situations because then I wouldn't I I wouldn't care and I would keep overstepping. yeah. But in sort of like these I don't know if he's the right guy for me, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sort of in the middle like Meh, blah blah you right. know, years go by, years go by like That's kind of tough to see, to, like, not be able to say to your friend, like, hey, I don't think that's actually normal or healthy.
2: Yeah, we talked about on the channel um, uh, where someone we had on the channel as a guest said that they saw their friend and the friend's girlfriend was being, like, verbally abusive and they didn't say anything. And I was like, no, it's well within your rights to say to your friend, hey, man, I don't like how she talks to you. right. Or, like, if they get back together to be like, okay, well, I guess if you're back together, let me just say that I don't think they should talk to you the way that they talk to you. And if I see it, I'm going to point it out. You would
1: point it out in front of the of the significant other?
2: I don't know. Because, cause like, you and the way – I mean, we've had him on the show, Dan. The way you and Dan spoke to each other was, like, very jarring. My ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I didn't know. I I, But that seemed to be how you both communicated.
1: Which was unhealthy. Yeah. Absolutely. But it
2: was like very like
1: Well, I think ours was yeah, no, I can't I mean I can't imagine. (laughs) So if you got back together my partner the way I
2: spoke to him. And how he spoke to you. So I think if you guys got back together, I would be very concerned about like how do you speak to each other?
1: Well, we've become friends more like friends since then and have spent, you know, significant time together since then and we don't speak to each other that way anymore. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But and, that's I think,
1: a, and I think that that would, like, really bump for me if we talked to each other like that now.
2: Yeah, but there's a difference, like, if you got back together. Like, in a relationship, it would be like, okay, it, it, is this how they talk to each other in a relationship? And that would be a red flag. Like, I would be like, I need to keep an eye on that. Absolutely.
1: I think also if your friend acts completely different in a certain relationship than they do in any other relationship or in any other, like, interaction with mm-hmm. their partner in a negative way... It's, it's fair to say that to your friend, to be like, maybe this person isn't bringing out the best side of you.
2: Also, there's so many people in the world. Why do people break up and get back together and break up and get back together 45 times? Like, just find someone else.
1: Oh, come on. You know it's hard to get over people.
2: I guess. They're so, but it's just like, ah, like it seems like that sh- that's your clue. But f-
1: until very recently, you were hoping to get back together with your ex. With the girl? Yeah. Um, That was like your whole
2: plan. Yeah. I wanted to get back together. So we're all hypocrites is the moral of this story. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you're in it, you're just like, you're in it. I and think it's can't... so
1: funny that I think it's so funny that we just like took her friend's side. Yeah. yeah like I met Nadja was like, Oh, they're gonna tell me that I gotta like tell my friends to like support me no matter what. And no. we're like, No, no, your friends seem chill as fuck. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah, because I I I don't know man I hope that I hope that this is the truth And that you and this guy Are madly in love And everything's fixed But how often Is that the case
1: How often Does a good relationship Cause you to lose All of your friends
2: Bingo Fucking bingo Yeah Bingo
1: Well if you want A zinger like that Submit your international question To Pod At gmail.com That's just between Us P-O-D At gmail.com Stick around after this beautiful break for tough questions with that's right, Josh Gondelman.
3: Us. Hey.
1: Hi, everyone, Allison here. books for you to choose from all the books are good so you can't go wrong every aspect of the book of the month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers they have a highly anticipated release at the beginning of each month books are delivered in this really adorable bright blue box and there's a fun app to help you pick your book and track your reading process They also offer great values on new release hardcover fiction. It's much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free. And with a loyalty program, you get rewards and even lower prices the longer you stay as a member. My first book from Book of the Month was The Husbands by Holly Gramazio. I am tearing through this book. It is so fun. It's basically about this woman who one day comes home and there's a husband in her apartment. And she's like, where did you come from? And then she figures out that every time her new husband goes into the attic a new husband comes out and she's she's like shuffling through all these different husbands from the attic trying to figure out which one is the best. It is right up my alley and I love it so much. So if you want to take part in book of the month and have a brand new book shipped right to your door every single month Go to bookofthemonth.com and get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That's $5 off with code PEDALS. I cannot recommend this enough. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you all about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories, Welcome back to Just Between Us. It's time for the juiciest, most scandalous, controversial segment known to all of podcasting, Tough
2: Questions. Usually I don't believe you, but today I do believe you. Today
1: it's going to get real tough, real fast. Do you want to introduce our esteemed guest?
2: Yes, he is a comedian, writer, supervising producer on Deezer Sumero, which is on Showtime. He's also a self-proclaimed year-round iced coffee drinker. Um, if you follow him on Instagram, you know that. He is also, uh, I think, my favorite ex-boyfriend. Josh Gondelman. <laughs> hey,
3: thank <laughs> hey. you. Wow.
2: Definitely. I shouldn't say I think. Absolutely.
3: Oh, thank you. Because
2: oh, yeah. what else are we working with? Not much. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> we got to give the listeners some background. How old were you when you guys dated, Gabby.
2: Okay, we met – I met you at – what is that Irish – Sally O'Brien's. Sally O'Brien's in Boston, and you were doing stand-up, and I had – you were hosting an open mic. And you
3: were doing stand-up.
2: I was doing stand-up. I came to the open mic to, like, sign up, mm-hmm. and you were the host of it. Mm-hmm. And I was standing in the back, and I watched you do stand-up, and I was like, well, that's the funniest person I've ever seen in my life.
3: Yeah, she had just woken up from a coma. <laughs> an 11-year coma. And her parents were Mormons, so yeah. she didn't watch any comedy before that. <laughs> she
1: never laughed.
3: Yeah. It was her first time laughing. Yeah. Like, you always like, remember your this first. Is a good,
2: this is a good feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to chase this.
1: This yeah. is like
3: crying, but like the opposite. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was 21. Uh, and and I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with him. So then I went up and I was like, going to try to talk to you. And you right away were like, I have to go home. I have to cook for my girlfriend. I did. Oh, you had a
1: girlfriend. I did have a, a girlfriend. girlfriend. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And I was how like, old were you?
3: I was twenty five. Okay, so we're Is really right? young
2: in this
1: story. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole story,
3: we're yeah. very young. I
2: was in Bo- Well, he grew up in Boston, and I was in Boston because I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, "Oh, fuck that girlfriend." And uh, and then he probably was. Yeah nice and then i
1: sick
3: we
2: became <laughs> tight bra cool and then i <laughs>
3: <laughs> just keep doing that <laughs> dope for like an hour
1: then what? then we were friends then we were friends just in the open mic
2: circuit yeah no yes and,
1: and we hung out like a couple times out. just
3: like being friends
2: yeah oh. and the I whole was, time you had your eyes on them. oh i was never trying to be friends why would I hang out with someone if I wasn't trying to have sex with them? And that stands today. Um,
3: the, the two of us are here being your friends.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, but we've both it, been the target of her
3: advances.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. It's just We one, persevered. You yeah, you came out. <laughs> you came out clean. And then what happened? Then I moved to New York. Yep. And then you came to visit me in mm-hmm. New York. Still had that girlfriend.
3: No, we. Had yes, broken... you didn't.
2: No, yes, you came and you had drinks with me in New York.
3: Oh, but I wasn't coming to visit you.
2: No, you came. You came to do like shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we hung I'm out. I'm a comedian. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's stand up comic. Sick, Sick, tight, <laughs> <laughs> dope. Um, and so, so then we went for drinks, and then we were, and then we were in a cab together, and then I tried to get you to come upstairs, and you were like, "No, I still have a girlfriend."
3: Oh. I don't remember this part, but I, I believe you.
2: Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but that's stupid. And you were like. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, "Um, it's not. And I was like. How long had you been with this girlfriend?
3: Like years. Almost two years. Like years.
1: years. Did you love her? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But would you have. Do you think your relationship would have ended when it did if you had not met Gabby? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It it was running its course. Yeah.
3: It was. Our relationship was running its course, as you said. Why? Why? Yeah. I think we wanted, we were in different places in our life where I think she was ready to have a more stable domestic partnership and I was like a frantic careerist maniac idiot. Got it. Yeah. That's
2: the that's what we had in common. Mm-hmm. That's like what drew us together was we were both just like ambitious um, assholes. Mm-hmm. As we know, Gabby's
1: been on a journey of development of mm-hmm. her personality. As have we all. We all have. And I think that the time she was with you was maybe some of the worst time. Sure.
2: Personality-wise. Like, yeah, personality-wise.
1: Yeah. And so I would just love to hear what your experience was like with her then, you know, what it was like to date her, what advice you would have given
3: her. Ah. What advice I would have given her. Yeah, what in was, terms what was what what?
2: wrong with me when we were together?
3: <laughs> well, I know it was wrong with me, um, which is that I was like a um, – terrified uh townie who Mm -hmm. had accomplished nothing and and we lived very far apart for a lot of the time that we were dating which Mm -hmm. made me very anxious Mm -hmm. not through no one's personal fault
2: i would argue maybe my fault
3: i don't i don't think that the i think that there was an added element to the distance that was not about your personality it was that it was like the just the remoteness
2: I feel like I was somehow equal parts obsessed with you and also completely dismissive.
3: Yeah, I think that's true. And I don't know how that that. worked out. I mean, we know how it worked out. No, no.
2: (laughs) We broke up seven years ago. (laughs) I know, but I just mean like how how it was true that I was like obsessed with you and also just like seemed like I could leave at any time. Sure. What did that look like? What did that look
1: like? Well, I,
3: I think truly, and this is, I don't mean this as like, diagnostic. No, you're fine. But it felt like when we were dating, um, there was so much you wanted to do Mm -hmm. and so much you wanted to accomplish and so much you wanted to experience in the world. Mm -hmm. And that like, aside from the fact that we liked each other very much, I was otherwise, I felt to you like an impediment to that.
2: Oh, interesting.
3: That was, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Which, like, I think is probably true. I don't think, like, I, I would say that you were right in a lot of ways.
2: Um, yeah. I think I was dealing with, like with like wanting to see women and date women too mm-hmm. and also like but i but i i think you've got you've also gotten so much more confident yeah i think than that's true when we were together but that's- and i never thought of you as someone who had accomplished nothing i thought you were like so like cuz you had at that point you had won laughing skull that's true which is a comedy festival in atlanta so that had mm-hmm. opened doors for you yeah and um, we were both writers, mm-hmm. and we were very competitive.
3: No, you were very I competitive. I was very competitive. <laughs> okay,
2: I was very competitive. So we were both writers, and we were both kind of our, fighting for bylines, and you would often get the byline first. Occasionally. And I was not a good partner in that I would be furious.
3: Yes, that's true.
2: <laughs> so what like, what were you getting out of the relationship, John?
3: I, I mean— Sincerely, I think Gabby is an excellent person and, like, super fun and dynamic and cool. And, like, so we had a great time hanging out. And in a bigger picture thing, I think Gabby is really, like, motivated to be like, I want this thing and I'm going to figure out how to have it, which is very inspirational to me. I'm from Boston where, like, you don't realize that things can be good.
2: Does that yeah. make sense?
3: You're just kind of like things are how they are. And if you want something, you like pine after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you start a fire that kills your family. Yeah. And then you're sad. <laughs> That's like you,
2: But you had ambition. I think a lot of it was like we love to talk shit. Yeah. You and I love to talk shit. Yeah. And can just like get very in the weeds about like what we want and yeah. why don't we have that and how are we going to get that?
3: It's – it's Ambitious. a mean it's not it's not like a mean in like wanting to cut down friends or like backstab no, people. No. It's a, it's I cuz you say mean and we've talked about this before cuz the last time I think the last time we hung out in New York we just like stood on a street corner and talked Talk trash for like 40 minutes. for like minutes. an
0: hour. Yeah, truly yeah. It
3: was like at 14th Street. But it was like it there was like a determination and like a um just a very much it it was like I want to do these things, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm mad at people for not letting me do them.
2: That's how we both feel all the time. Yes. I think that was, like, one of the reasons that we, we worked together was because we were both just, like, we deserve this. Well,
3: I think it's also, <laughs> like, a good part of our enduring friendship is yeah. that, like, uh, like support for one another's, mm-hmm. like, ambitions and talents.
1: I'd now like to turn the conversation to monogamy. Sure. So <laughs> – You two were in a monogamous relationship, part yeah for some. I would say mostly, yeah Yeah. mostly. And then you are historically polyamorous, yeah. So what was that like?
2: Hard.
3: Yeah, it was. I think it was stressful for me. And I'll be. I, I felt, and yeah. this is an I statement. You, you're
2: being very kind. You don't have to be.
1: I'm
3: not a monster. You are my friend.
2: But you,
1: yeah. Have... But you're not on the show today as her friend. You're on the show today as her ex-boyfriend. That's
3: a great. That's a great distinction. But I'm. I'm being. I'm trying to be like. I mean, this was a long time ago, so I have no like anger about any of this, or like frustration. Yeah. Uh, my life is very good. I have a a, a loving wife. Yeah, and a pug. And we have a pug. Yeah. Um, Josh
2: turned out great. I know. And I want to take a lot of credit for that. (laughs) I know you do.
3: I feel like a lot is maybe misattributed.
2: I feel like, okay, you break up with me, you're going to get a wife, you're going to get a pug, you're going to get Emmys. And that's the Gabby Dunn guarantee.
3: How many other people... Have since been married and don't have worry a pod. about it. Okay. Don't worry about it. I'm just saying guarantee is a word with a definition. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so I think it was hard because I think there was like an ongoing conversation about the parameters of our relationship while we were dating. Always. Always. That's true. Always. And but I think that like the there were like guidelines and boundaries. Like that, like what? It would just be like, well, if you're feeling this way if you're like feeling like let's start monogamous and if you're feeling like you need to uh be with someone else then like let's talk about it and we'll figure we'll cross the bridge when we get to it Mm -hmm. and then you would be like so about yesterday
2: (laughs) i was gonna say i was like you're being so gentle it was literally like you being like hey don't fuck people we know and i'd be like i hear that And then I would just fuck someone we know. Mm -hmm. And then I would go, um, so here's what happened. Yeah. And so you would tell him.
1: Yeah. When you broke the rules. Yeah. And how would that, how would you react to that?
3: I would feel bad.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not bad enough to leave?
3: No. I mean, I think some of it was like, some of it was, I mean, a lot of it was just like wanting to be like, hey, look, it's. 2011 (laughs) we we all we're all trying to figure out what relationships look like and what works for different people
2: everyone's chill
3: yeah you were trying to be i was trying to be chill and in a lot of ways i am chill and then in other ways i think like they i probably am not Mm -hmm. and so i think i was just like trying to be accommodating and like, open-minded. I think I felt like if I was, like, well, this is, I'm mad about this and this is wrong, that I was not being, like, open-minded and I was being, like, very square about things.
2: Oh, well,
1: you were right. But wasn't she cheating on you?
3: <laughs> yes.
1: Right. And you were trying to be open-minded I, It wasn't, like, a that? constant
3: thing. It, yeah. This was, like, this happened, like.
2: Twice? Once? I think,
3: yeah, once or twice. Yeah. In different, in, in like, different uh phases yeah. of the relationship yeah
2: different scenarios mm-hmm. no i mean it's and, and like but that that's on me for being like you're just not being cool but like i was being a bad person right <laughs> sure sure
3: sure sure but like i i think that there was like a lot of i think like we at the, especially at that time we were like very our what we needed from relationships and partners was like very uh was not compatible. I know. That doesn't mean that, like, your relationship needs are less valid. I think we just, like, didn't have a uh, – Like, a blueprint for a relationship that worked for both of us. And I no. think there are ways for people to – like, there are ways to have compromises of all sorts in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, we just were not uh, able to do that. I think we're both very young and, like, didn't, didn't – Yeah. We're not able to – um
2: communicate yeah we could not communicate and didn't
3: and didn't have the skill the tools even to go like to like have the self-knowledge of like this is what i really need yeah and like to and then to communicate that Mm -hmm. i think is really it's really tough and it's like a thing that uh that takes a long time to to get to
1: what ultimately led to the breakup
3: i don't know um you i remember when we broke up it was um, it was right before Passover because you were gonna come to <laughs> yes. have Passover with my parents and um, I was we lived near each other in New York and you were like hey come over and I was like do you want me to bring you a breakfast sandwich and you were like no and I was like that's weird yeah. <laughs> and then and then uh, I came over and you broke up with me
2: yeah I here's what I here was my soft pitch was that you were like you're gonna come to Boston for Passover and I was like. Um, actually, you know what? It just seems like, I, it just seems like maybe I shouldn't this year.
3: And oh, you right. were like,
2: okay. Like, that I was tried like the day to before, like, though. Yeah, I tried to like softly yeah. be like, I don't want to. Which
3: is like, I think if we had just broken up then, I would have been like, oh, I get it. Yeah. But like, when you were like, well, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't. I was like, what's going on? Yeah. And then like a day later, I was like, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, I yeah. got it. Yes, this all makes sense now. It's all squaring. Isn't
1: then- it surprising at the time?
3: Um, not really.
2: I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and then how long until you guys became friends again? Right. So that's what I'm wondering. How, how long until, cause we weren't, I bothered you, but we weren't friends. I,
3: I think, well, I mean, like, I think it, that just turned into us being friends again I know. eventually. I
2: don't think there was a, a gap. Like, I feel like there wasn't a huge gap but of us not talking. There
3: were like little periods where we like wouldn't talk, but yeah. it wasn't like, well, I mean, In my recollection, there would be times where it would just be, like, less – like, we would have less to say to each other. Yeah. And I think we were still, like, working through the breakup stuff independently even though we were dating other people. Yeah. Um, So it was, like – you know, it just, like, wasn't as comfortable to, like, be in close contact. But, I mean, like, I remember – I mean, like this is this didn't make it into your book, uh, but this is the story I was. Are you of.
2: talking about the towing the car,
3: jumping, jumping the car? The car? Yeah. Please
2: tell this story. So, this is so indicative of what a fucking asshole I am. No,
3: I I was uh, I was maybe not the most considerate. We um, so I lived. I forget why you're even because it wasn't in your house either.
2: No, O'Brien lived. O'Brien lived on um whatever. I could say his last name. I don't care. He lived uh like. 20 blocks from you. Okay.
3: All right. All right. He lives I thought you lived somewhere else. Okay. Her next so, boyfriend. Yeah. Next boyfriend. And you guys were, you had to go somewhere. He had to go to the airport. He had to go to the airport. And you you called me and were like, my boyfriend's car uh, battery died. Will you come jump it? Oh my God. And we car. had been
2: broken up three weeks?
3: Maybe. Four weeks? I have, Maybe. I, it was less no, than it a was, month. It was quick.
2: What? Oh, yeah. And I had a new boyfriend.
3: And I was like, don't you know? Any other person,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you and I didn't,
3: and so I came in, and,
2: and I also knew you would do it.
3: Yeah, and I did it.
2: And oh, he I came. didn't realize there was that little time. Oh, yeah, it, it was, was like quick. three weeks, and he came and they like did the whole bro, like hey man, hey man, nice or whatever. Yeah, and he came and he jumped O'Brien's car so that O'Brien could drive to the airport because we were like on a time crunch. Mm-hmm. And then, do you know what? Do you remember what happened? Of course not. No. What you don't remember? This is my what favorite happened? part. You you. Like, hugged me to say goodbye, and you were smiling. And, and you I said, never do this again? No, you whispered in my ear, I'm going to hit you with a truck one day.
3: Oh, that's so funny.
2: <laughs> and then you pulled away, still smiling. And then he – you left and then he went, oh, he was so nice and pleasant. And I was dying laughing. That's
3: so funny. And he
2: was like, why are you laughing? And I was like, I can't even explain That's it. That's so funny. And then and then you texted me, never do this to me again. Yes. I, that <laughs> part
3: I remember. I forgot saying I was going to hit you in the truck, which I think <laughs> I stand by as a bit.
2: Wow. <laughs> and then – and then I um,
1: like when I was like, and so Gabby was a nightmare, right? And you were like, no, not really. <laughs> well, you said
3: when we dated. <laughs> oh, when
2: you dated right after. <laughs> I think I was a bit of a nightmare when we dated.
1: There too. were there
3: were nightmare per- periods. I think. Yeah. I mean, like, I also like. I don't want to put this on you because I was not the right boyfriend for you, and so like, I certainly want to. I I don't want to make it sound like I was like the the right guy, and you were like. uh... You know, intent no, on destroying me. It was me.
1: very mismatched yeah, from the joke. It was very mismatched. What has it been like to now be in the relationship that is a right the right match?
3: It's terrific. It's the best. Um there my wife is wonderful and uh I love her so much and I like hanging out with her all the time. And it's But, the like best.
1: when did you realize like, oh, this feels different? This feels right.
3: Well, I mean, I I have I have dated more than two people. I know. So you you only, like,
1: you've only married one. That's true. <laughs> and
3: I think that's my personal high score. That's, and that I never hoped to beat it. When I was in a position where I, you know, when I was dating and I would be like, do I want to be with this person? My rubric was like, do I want them around? When I think about doing something, do I want them there mm-hmm. with me? Uh if I'm like, I'm gonna I'm going to Los Angeles for a week to do work stuff, or oh shoot, I have to drive a couple hours to visit, I promise to visit a friend's baby or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um just a cool baby with his own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and so that and that was like the the thing, like Maris just checked that box so uh, unfailingly mm-hmm. Including at like some really Tough times You know Through deaths in the family And uh, My family And uh And it's just like Always I'm always like Oh she should be here
2: hmm mm-hmm. I love that Yeah Thank you guys yeah. make a lot of sense Yeah Which is great
3: It's very good It's yeah. the best You did great Thank you, Allison. I, I hope
1: I wasn't too You prying. did great. Okay. No,
3: this is the premise of the show. Yeah,
1: I felt like um, Barbara Walters. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what else I love? What? What's that? America's favorite game show. Oh, get ready to play. Hypotheticals. Ooh, okay. Okay, so I don't know if you're familiar with Hypotheticals, but basically we're going to play a couple different games where I give you a scenario and then you tell me what you would do in that scenario. Great. And then I say probably why you're wrong.
3: Okay. I love this game. Wonderful. So the fir- I will also feel that I'm wrong. So like we are on the <laughs> okay, same page.
1: Great, great. So we're working together yeah. here. <laughs> um, so the first segment is called Would You Stay With This Cheater? Okay. Pretty apt. Um, All right. <laughs> okay. I don't think I've ever said apt out loud. How did it feel? It felt wrong. Yeah? It felt snooty.
3: Apt? Oh, sure.
1: Yeah. Apt. Here we go. You find out your significant other of four years has been having an affair with the woman who regularly cleans your apartment. Pretty nice, since she changes the sheets right after. Uh, Your significant other claims they were only doing it because the woman cleans the house for free as a result of the sex, and you're a neat freak with a lot of student debt. It's
2: economical. Would you stay with this cheater?
3: Wait, I'm a neat freak with a lot of student debt. Yeah, yeah so, and so your oh, okay, partner okay. was
2: says that they were doing it so that you could get house cleaning for free to help pay off your debt and also help you because you're a neat freak. Right.
3: Like I, they wouldn't
1: do it for themselves. They were doing it as a service to you.
3: I think I don't think I could stay with this person. Although, I think their rationale is convincing. I just you feel You do? Uh I mean, I'll take it as an excuse, but I I certainly I just think that if that's the kind of way we're financing our um, – we're financing our home And care, also
2: that they're not telling – like, so they're making financial decisions without you. If we're
3: partners that, like, her, my student debt is her concern, um, I think, like, maybe we don't – you know, this This is my money. I can – let's talk about it together and how yeah. we can resolve this together.
2: It's, okay. It feels infantilizing to that because they don't think you can take care of your student debt.
3: Yeah.
1: And so that's really the main problem we're having here.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, the cheating is the main problem. Yeah. But the this I think the excuse is that is not convinced, I you know, it's a great try, but it's I'm not convinced.
2: And okay. it's and it's rude, it's I think it's rude to you and it doesn't show that you're good financial partner. Says me, host of Bad With Money, available now.
1: All right, well just so you know your house will never be that clean again. <laughs> Yeah, okay. That was the so, best
2: cleaning woman
3: so,
1: this side of the Mississippi.
3: There's a Seinfeld about this, right? Where he's yeah, he, he, he he's, stops cleaning the apartment, though, because they start having sex.
1: Right. Okay, moving on. Our next game show is called Is This Person an Alien or Just Rude?
3: Oh, okay. So these are one-round one, one round game shows. Yes. Yes. I love it. It
1: kind of changes week to week.
3: Allison, I love your flexibility, and I love your innovation.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um. Here we go. A plumber you've never hired before comes over to fix your sink and politely asks you to make him some dinner because he is starving. Something fresh, not microwaved. When you do it, he praises your cooking and is very thankful.
2: Is this person an alien or just rude? Just rude. I think just rude. How does he know you can cook? He's, oh my God, you know who this is? A fucking serial killer. Cause he's been, cause he. So I guess he's rude. Because he's just been.
1: <laughs>
3: I guess yeah, on the you. rude alien he spectrum. Has, he
1: asks you very politely, and then serial he's killers very thankful. are. Oh
2: no, serial killers are always
1: charming this person, and polite. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna give you a clue. He's not a serial killer.
2: So he's an alien. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait.
2: <laughs> are you in Milwaukee?
1: No, on his planet. Oh. When you go to someone's home, you you offer them food.
3: I feel like this could very easily happen in like. uh like Belgium or Korea, though. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think there are places on Earth where that would not be uh, out of the question. But it's just a not my custom
1: between asking and being offered and accepting. True. That's yes. True. Asking is what is the giveaway. Is what the, makes this it alien. And, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah I feel
3: that.
2: I, uh, if I have people like the movers and stuff, like I'll I I'm like here's water. Yeah, here's Your like, offer. Yes. No. Oh. Okay. That's I see. different.
3: They wouldn't. They wouldn't be like, do you have any uh, pop tarts? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'd be like, I have so many. Welcome to my <laughs> pop tart you know? closet. Because <laughs> they're stalking you. Be alert, constant vigilance.
3: Wait, you would have to stalk someone so much to know they're good at cooking.
2: No, you just watch them through buy their window. Right? Watch them buy groceries, watch them through their window. Watch what? them cook. You would know they cook, but you wouldn't know if they were good. Yeah, that's, that's
3: true. true. You go and then, out to their garbage maybe, at
2: night, eat the leftovers.
3: Maybe they murder you if you're a bad cook.
1: Oh. As like
3: punishment. No,
1: this alien is actually peaceful.
3: If they were stalking you enough, maybe they punish you by murdering you if you're bad at cooking. Right. But they're an alien. They're an the alien. Answer.
1: Yeah. And they and they are very peaceful, but they do take you back to their planet.
3: Against your will?
1: Yes.
2: Why? To that, make I, to make you be their plumber? No, so that you can cook for them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
2: You're right, I'm an idiot.
3: That feels um I wouldn't call that peaceful. Like that sounds like kidnapping.
2: Yeah, but, like, imagine,
1: like, it was more just, like, a guilt trip. <laughs> it was like, oh, you don't want to come back and see another planet? Like, come on, I'm not uh, no offering other human any, yeah, has no ever come. Yeah, no other human gets to see this planet. And but you're like, we're going to die without you. We need you. Please come save our planet.
3: Okay, so it's, like, coercion.
1: Yeah, coercion, They're, they're not sure. physically,
3: like, bringing me in. Okay, right. still bad, but I get it.
1: But he fixed the sink.
3: Yeah, why does it matter? I'm in space now.
1: (laughs) Okay, our final show. Are we ready? Yes. Are you a horrible parent? Oh, I love this one. Here's the scenario. If I'm
3: a parent, I'm a bad one because I have no idea where my children are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Your socially awkward teenager can't find a date for prom. So you tell them to pretend to have an autoimmune disease and make a heartbreaking post about it on social media. They instantly get a date and get laid for the first time. Are you a horrible parent?
3: Yeah. Wow. For sure.
1: Well, well let's he, not jump to conclusions.
3: I have jumped. <laughs> Here's I, the thing. I'm open to your wrong arguments why I'm wrong, but I'll hear you out.
2: I don't like the idea. I don't like lie a lie to get sex. So that's where you lost me. Well, but, no,
1: they're not having... They, the, the, the kid in the date hit it off, and then they had sex.
3: But still, it's but based cheap, on that. But they that. went
2: on this date on a false premise. Well, guys, And
3: also... It's um, It was one of those fancy promposals, and it's a famous Hollywood actor.
2: Mm, so yeah. he duped, like, Mila Kunis?
3: Yeah, Mila Kunis. <laughs> it's Mila Kunis.
2: Mother and wife, Mila oh, Kunis. yeah, I forgot. Okay, I think if it's just like he makes that post and then he just becomes so popular, but, like, there's no romantic involvement or any specific person being duped, then I think, great, you're an innovative parent. The
1: kid doesn't think that they have it. Oh, got it. But the twist is they do. They oh, do. Oh, shit. Wait. Yes. So, wow. Yeah. This okay. Is the parents, good, good like, parent. kind of letting the kid know, but without really so telling the anything. So they gently parent.
3: broke it to them. But how are no, they? They're,
1: they're, they're like, why don't you pretend to have yeah. this disease? And then the kid's like, wow, my life is so great with this disease. And then, they're and then they're like, the parents like, actually, you have it. You have
3: to. <laughs> You have to really <laughs> prove it to people, so you have to take these kind of— Take uh, these medicines, um, yeah, yeah, yep. go to this immunosuppressants. Doctor. Oh, my
2: God. Then that then uh, you're the best parent.
1: Thank yeah, you. Yeah,
3: then you are a good parent. Wow. Yeah. wow. Real that,
2: 180 there,
1: huh, That guys? is
3: game-changing. <laughs> I feel like this that part is relevant information that I would have needed before making a good decision. Well, oh,
2: welcome to the fucking show, dude. If this you're is, a good player, you don't need that.
3: Allison— I don't mean to read too much into this, but this is a nightmare quality for a person to <laughs>
2: have. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say to your, ex, your favorite ex-boyfriend, Gabby? No, I'm just a big fan of you. I'm glad that we're friends. Likewise. I think there could have been uh, many points in which you could have been like, fuck off forever, and you didn't. <laughs>
3: so- <laughs> I did tell you I was going to hit you with a truck.
2: Yeah, you've said mean things to me, but I kind of just water off a duck's back. You yeah, know what I mean? I that's true. I kind of true. am like, you and everyone else, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so like-
3: oh, I'd be so mad if someone else hit you with a truck. I'd be like, that's <laughs> my friend and my bit.
1: <laughs> Where can we find you?
3: Oh, my gosh. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am right here. I am – you can find me at joshgondelman.com. Uh, my album, Dancing on a Weeknight, is available. You can go there or you go to blondmedicine.com, which is the record label, if you want to order it on vinyl. It's an hour of stand-up <laughs> comedy. And then my uh, book just went on pre-order today while we're recording this. Uh, and it's, it's called Nice Try, Stories of Best Intentions and Mixed Results. And I'm
2: in it. You I'm, are in it. I'm but, written about in it. But oh, your name's wow.
3: not un- in it. But my parents, who would never heard the story that's about you, were immediately like, Oh, we read that one about Gabby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, make sure you check that out if you're a fan of Gabby. <laughs> You'll know
2: immediately which one's me. I
3: think that's probably true. And that's available. You can find it at uh, – that will also be on my website soon. But it's um, – Google it. It's at harperperennial.com.
2: Wonderful.
1: Thank
3: you.
2: Thank you
1: so much, Josh. And stick around after the break for Topics with an X. X, 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 We'll be talking about making friends as adults. So sad. <laughs>
3: I love I love friendship, guys.
2: We know. <laughs> Your favorite podcast. It's time for topics. X X X X, X X X X X X X X It makes it sound like I'm saying sex at a certain point, so that's fun. That's what keeps the listeners tuning back in, baby. I, I hope so. I think I hope people are tuning in because we are two sensual, sexual beings. Bring in the flirts and the boners to your ears. Do you not want to do this with me anymore? I don't know. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh So today's episode is more lighthearted. It's how do you how do you make friends as an adult?
2: Yeah, how do you? You're good at it.
1: Yes. So here's the thing about me is uh, I
2: love friends. (laughs) You love Friends the show and you love to have friends.
1: Exactly. Um, But I struggled a lot growing up maintaining friends Mm
2: -hmm. because of my personality and behavior. Sure. As a kid, you weren't great to be friends with is what I've heard. And then as an adult, you made more of an effort to be a good friend I argue much better at, like, friendship reaching out and, like, asking than I am. And yet um, you felt like you had to try really hard to do that.
1: Well, yeah, I think that – but I think that that's okay. I think it's okay that friendship takes some effort.
2: As an adult, definitely. Absolutely. Because I think there's some people who's just, like, friends with their high school friends or their college Mm -hmm. friends. Which is like a friend's like, friends from high school and college are, like, friends you made in jail. Right. Like you're just friends with them because of like proximity. Exactly. And then, and then when you are an adult, you finally get to like choose who you want to be friends with based on where you live or like what activities you want to do. But people find that overwhelming because it's not like they're forced to see someone every day, so they're their friend, or it's not like their parents got them together for a play date and now they're friends. It's like, oh shit, I actually have to be like, nice to meet you. I am so and so. Would you like to enter my home?
1: Exactly and also you have to figure out what you want in a friend.
2: Yeah. And like what's acceptable?
1: Like what kind of behavior you're going to tolerate? What kind of behavior you
2: you're looking for? And things change. Like I was when you met me I was like a party girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> you are wild. I was a party girl. And and so I had all these friends that were like just like uh, drugs and drinking friends. But then like I that stopped being what's up? And then now my, like, friendships are so different. I'm not friends with any of those party people anymore, really. I think it's a big
1: thing uh, to think about what that friendship brings out in you. Mm -hmm. And, like, is it bringing out, like, maybe an immaturity because you've been friends for a while? Or is this person challenging you in a new way because you're meeting as adults and they're Mm -hmm. coming from a totally different background?
2: And the party friends encouraged a lot of – there was a, a blasé, like, it was uncool to care about stuff. Mm. And so I often felt like because I still cared about things, I didn't fit in. But, like, just be friends with people who care about stuff. Those are better people.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I one of the best advice I can give about it is, like, be open and honest about the fact that you're trying to make a new friend. Yes. Like, instead of, like, feeling, like, creepy and weird, be like, oh, my God, you're awesome. Can we go to lunch and become friends? Yes, you do that a lot. Yeah, just sort of make it, like, silly and fun and, like, put your agenda out there instead of, like – being intimidated or afraid because like a lot of people want friends Mm -hmm. and they like you know in the same way they like to be romantically pursued people like to be pursued for friendship Mm -hmm. if you don't overdo it you can't overdo it
2: Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people just from being involved in the queer community. And the more that I got out there and got involved in something that was something I was interested in. So, for instance, like if you're into theater, if you're into like sports, if you're into like whatever you're into, music, like go and get involved in that community. And that's how you meet people who are like like minded and like the stuff that you like. But the only reason I know any straight people is because I've mooched your friends. Yeah, I bring in the straights. I took your friends from you to make them my straight friends. (laughs)
1: I mean, I think that also, like, understanding that adult friendship is going to look different than college friendship, Mm -hmm. where, like, you're probably together all the time and, like, eating together and hanging out together. And, like, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, like, much more familial, whereas, like, adult friendship can take longer to actually feel like you really know the person. Mm -hmm. So that's why I really encourage a lot of one-on-one time up front. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so that you have, like, that time to, like, you know, like, figure out what is this person's history? What are they, you know, where are they from? Like, what's going on? This is why I thought we were dating.
2: Yeah. Because you were like, <laughs> we got to hang out alone. We got to talk in depth about our lives and get to know each other.
1: Like, there's also going to be levels of friendship.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: like, that takes that took a while for me to learn because my only ideal friendship is best
2: friendship. Right. You <laughs> want everything. You want intimacy. You want, like, being together all the time. Mm-hmm. But there are friends, like, I have friends that I'll just go to the movies with. Oh, yeah. And you you won't even speak? We don't talk, <laughs> no, but like we're friends. But it's not like you know. We'll just like go to the movies, and then it's not like we're gonna. I'm gonna go to them if I have something like intense going on. Unless right. I, it's like, hey, do you want to hear this 45 uh, page theory about how this movie is about the moon landing? Here you go. You know what I mean? Right.
1: So yeah, friends can fit different voids in your life, mm-hmm. and I think that I've had friends that I start out with a lot closer to, and then they sort of like for whatever reason become more of like a a less close friend. But mm-hmm. you know, we still see each other, but it's not it's not the same, and. Right. Right. that's a hard thing for me often um
2: because you want people just to maintain the same high level of intimacy friendship at all times yes right but it's as a little I'm, demanding it is but
1: <laughs> as i'm getting older i think i really really wanted that in my 20s because mm-hmm. i you know i live across the country from my family and mm-hmm. yes i've been in and out of relationships but i haven't been like really living with a boyfriend mm-hmm. other than those tragic three months when I was 23. <laughs> RIP. Um, he's alive. <laughs> he's alive and probably doing much better without me. Yeah. Um. And so I, like, really needed that, like, extreme closeness. And now as I'm, like, approaching 30 rapidly, I, I feel like maybe I don't need it as much, that it's, like, okay to, like, see my friends less and not constantly be texting with them. And, you know, like, I don't – I feel like I have um, more of a sense of – um. Being solid on my own.
2: God, I'm the opposite because I'm single right now, mm, yeah. and so I just want to talk to friends all the time. But I've always had friends that I I text with throughout the day, Gondelman being one of them. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, there's I t- I'm really putting a lot of value on the people that I've known for a long time that mm-hmm. have managed to stick around, right. With new friends, I get very I, I get very nervous, but i but i I guess like there's been people that have I've known in the background and then they've become closer friends, right. So it's not random. It's someone that like we knew kind of, and then all of a sudden, it's now a person that I see in text all the time.
1: And, it, you know, I a lot of times it can kind of take off and then fizzle out. And then fizzle out. That I happens know. constantly. Like, I have I have I've pursued many a friendship where I'm like, ooh, this is going well. She's right. Gonna, she's going to enter the inner circle. And then it's like,
2: <clears throat> Yeah. But
1: you kind of just, like, dating, friendship is a numbers game. Yeah. So you can't let that one incident or those seven incidents discourage you because then on the eighth time you meet someone who becomes hopefully your bridesmaid.
2: People are always like – our fans are sort of young somewhat and they're always like, oh, I wish there was like a Gabby to my Allison. I wish there was an Allison to my Gabby, whatever. And then – but we met – I was 25. Yeah. Like I was already like in my mid-20s when I met you. Like – and then people go, you guys must have known each other since you were kids. And it's like, no. We met when we were like adults. Right.
1: Because again – we were more fully formed, so we had a better sense of who would be a good friend for us.
2: If you read our resumes, you wouldn't be like, these two people should hang out all the time. You know what I mean? But yeah. then it just, like,
1: it worked. But it's also hard to, to realize that, like, I, I think I got to a place where I was like, oh, this is my friend group, and this is great. I I maintain my friendships. And then in the last few months, I've lost a few friends, or friendships mm-hmm. have shifted, and, and that's been really kind of, like, disheartening in a way because I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, am I going to lose all my friends the way that I have throughout the years? But Mm -hmm. I have to like remember that like we're entering a new life stage where like people people are
2: shifting, you know. They're getting married. They're getting into like serious relationships. Right. Or they're getting divorced or whatever. It's like. And when we have kids,
1: that's going to like completely change dynamics too. And Mm so. I think the best thing that you can do is just make sure that the people you care about know that you care about them. Mm -hmm. And that almost matters more than, like, the amount of, like, face-to-face time or how often you guys are texting. Mm -hmm. But just, like, letting that person know, like, hey, I know maybe I haven't seen you as much recently, but, like, I'm thinking of you, I care about you, Mm -hmm. and I'm always going to be here for you. And then, you know, probably when your schedules align a little bit more, you'll see them more in person.
2: Yeah. I mean, to make new friends, yeah, you do have to be explicit about it, and you do um i do think you have to come up with things for you guys to do also like i don't know i like talking but sometimes it's like better if you're like if you have some sort of activity that you can bond over like mini golf laser tag (laughs) bowling
1: i'm glad that you've listened to an hour of this podcast just for us to recommend laser tag (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i guess that our takeaways from this topic laser tag laser tag take a bath together Make your make your intentions known. Yeah, and know that there's going to be a lot of hitting and missing, but it's worth it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think you've made a lot of really good friends uh, to you, like in the last couple years. For yourself. oh, absolutely. And I think I have, too. Yeah.
1: I, I don't ever think that there's a point in your life where you just stop making friends. Yeah. I think you should always be open to new people because you never know how, how they'll impact your life in a positive way. Yeah. All right. You guys know that it's now everyone's favorite time of the show where we have our producer come in and rate us. Our senior producer, John, is on vacation. But we have our wonderful other producer, Kristen, coming on in to help us rate the show. Welcome, Welcome, Kristen. So you've been you've been here the whole time and nobody
0: knew. I like to be a stage mom behind the scenes, just like cheering y'all on. I'm yeah. really proud of you. all. And feeding us.
1: you do take us photos of us. I was gonna I do. say
2: feeding us Mountain Dew so we perform.
0: <laughs> yep,
1: yep. <laughs> wow. Uh, so how did you think we did this week?
0: You all did fantastical. Ooh. Uh, yes, and I would rate this episode five out of five friendship bracelets. Woo!
2: Woo! Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, we should all get friendship bracelets. Uh, What is your favorite part?
0: I think the through line for this entire episode was about growth.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. And
0: it feels like the main point of each of these conversations and interviews and topics was about giving yourself space to grow. We're always in a constant flux with ourselves. And when you reflect in hindsight, you always have a better understanding of all the shit you were going through before, mm-hmm. whether that's in a romantic relationship or in existing friendships, or trying to navigate being in a friend, being in a relationship mm-hmm. while also maintaining friendships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it, I think, comes back to yourself and you know, always pushing forward, pushing forward.
2: And I just want to state again that I am a different person than when Gondelman and I dated. <laughs> I'm so much better. Yeah, and you would never do that, and now. he's not mad at me. So. You really won. So I think and I made him. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you all rate the episode?
2: I rate it five out of five slam dunks.
1: And I'm going with six out of five nasties. Yeah. Nasty. Six out of five. Six out of five. Hey.
2: Nasty. Wow, nasty's really taken off. For me. Just, just recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your favorite part, Allison? I loved
1: grilling Josh.
2: Yeah, had you always wanted to? Oh, of course. I mean, that's a lifelong <laughs> dream. Because were you just so curious about this person who had put up with such bullshit?
1: I was curious about the how he handled the cheating. And it was interesting that he felt like he needed to be more open-minded.
0: I know. Which is a
1: very bizarre reaction. It's, I know. It's challenging
0: when you're reflecting on who you were before. Right. You know, going back to that through line. Mm-hmm. So there's this kind of diplomacy that comes through or this grace mm-hmm. that comes through where you're like, well... I don't know. Yeah, he would not.
2: He would not put up with that shit now. No, it was just like a point in life. I think where he was like, "What's this? A tornado of a human being? I'll bring that into my life." (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think, I think he just was like, "This is the sitch," right? But now he maybe felt like
1: he needed to expand his. Comfort zone and then figured out, oh, no, I actually don't need to do that for
2: another person. Yes, completely. Like yeah. my
1: comfort zone is fine for me.
2: It's actually great advice. He def- he thought of himself as not cultured or like, mm. you know, he mentioned being a townie. And so he thought like that he needed to just be more cosmopolitan to be with me. And then he realized his boundaries were totally fine. Right. So that's, that's a great beautiful. lesson for people to learn. Yeah. Um. Seven out of five, nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets higher. I enjoy, I always enjoy, are they rude or are they an alien? Thank you. And uh, finally, what did we all learn? Oh, if your friend's relationship, what did you say? If your relationship makes your friends go away, then you should not be in that relationship.
1: Something like, is it a healthy relationship if you lose all, it makes you lose all your friends?
2: Yeah. That was like, th- put that on a throw pillow, bitch. That fucking right. sunk into me.
1: Thank you. Well, I'll email merch right after <laughs> <Yeah. this. laughs> not
0: That piece of advice knocked me out of my chair. Right? What I learned is how to make friends. I struggle with making friends as an adult. We're your friends. You want to oh, be friends? We, oh my gosh. I did like,
1: so surreptitiously
2: acquire your phone number. So That's true. <laughs> I know. Okay. You kept
1: being like, oh, I'll text her. And I was like, why do you have her number and I don't? I don't have boundaries. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I'm
0: very flexible with
1: boundaries, <laughs> clearly.
0: <laughs> okay, I mean, if this is a formal offer of friendship, I do accept. Yeah, so. we tried to,
2: tried to get John to do mushrooms with
0: us. He doesn't want to, so. Oh, so are you guys... Yeah, we're just...
2: <laughs> well... <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs>
1: No, we're going to have some sober friend time, don't yeah, you Yeah, bowling,
0: laser tag, that all sounds like so yeah, much fun. Perfect. Activity day, let's plan oh it. My let's God. get it on the books. <laughs> okay.
1: Now this has
2: become my favorite part of the podcast. <laughs> Just between us is hosted by me, Allison Raskin, and me, Gabby Dunn. Thank you to Josh Gondelman for being our guest our engineer is brendan burns he also composed our theme music our producer is kristen torres she's sitting right here hey
1: (laughs) our senior producer is john asante our executive producer is chris bannon just between us is a production of stitcher
2: i like this lady energy we have going on right here even sugar's bringing it
1: (laughs) sugar is a fucking lady let me tell you (laughs) she shit all over my house yesterday (laughs)
2: Ditcher.